continue to move down the board and, and pick up more draft capital. You're locked in the press box. Utah State beat San Diego State 68-63 to yesterday. The Aggies are now alone in first place in the Mountain West at 10-4. and They had a great game from Darius Brown, who had a season-high 25. Also, Great Osobor had 17 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. San Diego State shot just 3 of 19 from 3-point range in that game. What did you think of that performance by the Utah State Aggies and the wonderful Danny Sprinkle? Danny Sprinkle had him ready to play. Um, I still think Utah State, you know, they, they got blown out by Nevada at home. I thought that was weird. They blew out Boise State. They beat San Diego State. But if you're talking about coming to Las Vegas on a neutral, I'm still picking New Mexico to win it. I still think New Mexico and San Diego State might be the two best yeah. teams. I Utah State, obviously good. But my this is how I view the top six in the Mountain West. I think New Mexico and San Diego State are the top two, and I think they're sort of tier one. Tier two, I think, is Utah State and Colorado State. And then tier three, I think, is Nevada and Boise State. Boise. I I said this before. Boise State has four good players and then maybe Max Rice. I don't know. He he was really good last year. He hasn't been as good this year, but he's had some good games. They don't have a bench. I don't think that's actually that good of a team, but they have four good players and Max Rice. How is Nevada good? The guards are good. I are they? I th- I think they're pretty good. I think I Keenan think, Blackshear, think Blackshear is terrible and, and Lucas, every time he plays UNLV. Well, he's good when he plays other people. <laughs> he's not. Even, is he that good when he plays other people? His numbers are fine, but like I, Jared Lucas, he's fine. Like I don't I mean, know how they're that's that why good. They win games, I think those two. I don't know how they they have Nevada has five quad one wins. They're five and three yeah. in quad one games, and I don't understand how because I, I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're an NCAA tournament level team, but they are. Like their well, numbers if it was announced, are. If it was announced today, they'd be. Yeah, in. I just to me, Boise State and Nevada both feel like I'm just like I don't I don't think those teams are that good, but they they have pretty good numbers and metrics and everything. I mean, Boise State's a half a game out of first. Yeah, well. Damn near everybody's out. Well, everyone's out. Except Air Force. Game within. Except Air Force. But like, it's I don't know. It's I don't feel like those two teams are that good. But they've got good wins. They've got pretty good numbers. So I don't know what it is. But I don't I don't like those two teams as much. So even though Utah State won last night, I still would have them a tier below San Diego State and, and New Mexico. New Mexico. I think New Mexico's gonna. I someone asked me today. You know, if if someone asked me who I think's gonna win the conference tournament, I'm gonna say New Mexico. Yeah. Now, Utah State is likely to get the number one seed Mm -hmm. because they're in first place alone right now. They end the season. They go to Fresno State. They host Air Force. They go to San Jose State. They host New Mexico. They're getting the number one seed. So they're 10-4. and They've got a realistic shot at 14-4, and and if they get to 14-4, nobody will catch them. Even if they lose one of those and they're 13-5, and that'll probably be the number one seed in the conference. Maybe they'll have to win a tiebreaker, but... That would mean somebody else would have to go undefeated the rest of the way to catch thirteen and five. Don't look well, at me like thirteen UNLV. and five—it's the number well, I've put out well, there. Well, if it's UNLV, Utah State will get the one seed because they have they the head, head to head. 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 Um, but five-point play—they are almost certainly going to be the one seed unless they somehow completely no, blow gonna, this. I didn't know the schedule was. That oh, easy. it's very easy for them okay, the rest well, of the way. Yeah, they're getting other the one than seed. New Mexico at home. Yeah, which by then they might have already clinched the one seed because it's the last game of the regular right. season. So they might—they could conceivably have clinched it before that New Mexico game. Um, so they're probably getting the one. 
the seating might be really weird for what the uh, Mountain West tournament actually is, but as far as best teams, I think it's San Diego State and New Mexico. San Diego State could lose. You know, San Diego State here could lose. They get Boise at home. They haven't lost at home. San Diego all State year. could lose to UNLV here. Here, they've done that like once in here. twenty years. Here, they could lose that game to who? To UNLV. Is UNLV playing in the game? Yes, UNLV's playing in the game. I don't think so. Um, they might lose here in the Mountain West Championship they're game. They're at Fresno. And, uh, oh, who the, the UNLV, Fresno, San Jose State, and Bo- at Boise. Boise and San Jose State at home, um, which they should win. They're 11-0 at home. They're really good at home. It's hard here's, to go in there. Here's your Ken Palm uh, win probability for their last four for San Diego State. 86% chance to beat Fresno. 97% chance to beat San Jose, 66% to 66. beat UNLV, 73% to beat Boise. So they're projected as a favorite in every game the rest of the way. The win probability suggests they'll lose one of those four. And so 12 and 6 would be their could most be, likely could be here. I mean, it's the most likely one they lose, but they don't ever lose here. They always win here. The only time UNLV ever beats San Diego State, it's in San Diego. When they were like 31-0. Yeah, they don't beat them here. They beat them in San Diego every now and then. But here, the, Azt- the Aztecs might have more wins here than UNLV does. Well, they have a lot of wins in the conference they tournament do. compared They've to They've played UNLV. in five straight exactly. conference tournament championship games. They're really good in the conference championship or tournament here. By the way, one thing I learned last night, and maybe I should have known this, but the announcer said it during the San Diego State-Utah State game. Great Osibor, who has been Utah State's best player, he transferred to Utah State from Montana State, which is right. Danny Sprinkle Danny was Sprinkle. the head coach. He brought right. Osibor with him. I did not know this until they said it last night. He came off the bench at Montana State last year. He was their sixth man. He played less than 50% of the minutes. Why didn't Montana State go further? I don't know. I don't know how that wasn't the greatest team in the country if that guy was coming off right. the bench. But you're telling me that Danny Sprinkle came from Montana State, had to replace the entire roster, brought his sixth man from the big sky, and is better than any UNLV team in the last decade? <laughs> it's the Sprinkle magic, man. He's sprinkling on some He magic. brought a sixth man from the big sky. Guy, if UNLV got the best player out of the big sky, I'd be like, I don't know if that guy's going to be good enough to translate. He brought a guy that came off the bench for Montana State, and he's the best player on the team in first place in the conference? What? See, we need Danny Sprinkle to come to UNLV to see if he can work his magic. No, he would fail here. It's a cursed program. UNLV's got transfers that were competent players at the Big 12 and the SEC. Meanwhile, Danny Sprinkle's like, I didn't even want to start this guy at Montana State, but he's going to be my best player and we're in first. He's an all-conference player. What the hell's going on? Might be player of the year. He might be. It's unbelievable. That guy was coming off the bench at Montana State. Are you sure about this? Yes. Who who said this? The play-by-play guy. Oh, okay. Carter. Yes. Okay. And I went, look, he started two games last year. 33 games, he started two of them, played 47% of the minutes. So we overshot Danny Sprinkle as a coach? He might have been an idiot last year. Yes, that's a good chance. He figured it out this year. But you're right, he might have been an idiot last year. I don't know, they were really good last year. They were 25-10 and and went to the NCAA tournament, which I'd hope so if that guy's coming coming off the bench. What'd they do? Oh, they lost to Kansas in the first round. All right. By 12 as a 14 seed, that's not too bad. That's not bad. But, yeah, he was coming off the bench last year. 
Now, Darius Brown, the guy who had 25, he also came from Montana State. He was actually starting for them. He brought he brought both those from Montana State? Yeah. I knew he brought uh, great. Yeah, their best two players. He j- he basically just took his best two players from Montana State brought him and with said, him. these guys would be good in the big sky. Let's go win the Mountain West with them. Right. And it's going to work. And they're going to win the Mountain Unbelievable. West. Unbelievable. I mean, Kevin Kruger's out here worried about power conference, guys. Forget about that. Go to the yeah. big sky. <laughs> That's apparently where all the great players are. Who's let's see who's good in the Big Sky this year? We're, I'm going to find Kevin Kruger's recruiting targets for next season. Uh, Dylan Jones is the best player out of Weber State. I got a Go transfer target for you, Kevin Kruger. Go get him. Josh Bannon from Montana. He might be good. I'd go get him. Oh wait, no, that was last year. Oh crap. Okay, okay. Oh, actually, holy hell, Kevin Kruger does need to go to the Big Sky. Do you know who was in the Big Sky last year? Dalton Connect, the best player on Tennessee. Who might win the national championship? Where, where's, where are these? Why are these players starting in the Big Sky? I don't know. Dalton Connect was at Northern Colorado last year, and now he's, now he's the best Tennessee. player on a top Tennessee. five team in the country. Kevin Kruger needs to get on a plane to Montana now. <laughs> Forget about the game tonight. Go to Montana. Let his assistants handle. Tonight. Yes, just Let's leave see. Colorado. Dylan Jones. Weber State's in Utah, so he maybe might go to Utah too. Best five players in the Big Sky this year. Dylan Jones at Weber State, St. Thomas, that's a hell of a name, at Northern Colorado, Robert Ford at Montana State, Cedric Coward, well, that's a bad name, at Eastern Washington, and Braden Parker at Idaho State. Those are your five targets, Kevin. Get on the plane. you got to go to Idaho, Washington, Montana, Colorado, Utah. I found it doesn't it. matter that they're all guards. You're go- I don't care. You're going to the <laughs> NCAA tournament. You get two of those five, you're in the NCAA tournament. Also, find somebody's sixth man and make him your best player next year. <laughs> like great, great Oswald. Yes. Unbelievable. The sixth man of Montana State could be the Mountain West player of the year. Nobody knew who great Osibor was before this season no, started. No, no chance. In Danny fact, Sprinkle barely knew who he fact, was. In fact, when Utah State started to play, it took me like 12 games to realize, is that guy good? <laughs> like, no, I, kept re- great. I kept reading his name. Yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? Right. Why is he putting up such numbers? Because he was not even dominant in the big sky. Believable. Now i got to go find Kevin Kruger's sixth man of the year in the big sky. Let's see. Who's Eastern Washington bringing off the bench? Okay, we got him. Dane. Dane Eric Strupp from Eastern Washington. Oh, I like this kid. He shoots 37% from three, and he's 6'11". Holy hell, this is the the conference player of the year next (laughs) year year at UNLV UNLV. is Dane Eric Strupp. (laughs) 6'11 guy just drilling threes. Be unstoppable in the Mountain West. It'll be great. So, uh, yeah, there's the uh, there's the Mountain West for you. Oh, one other thing I wanted to point out because we didn't talk about it yesterday. You remember early in the year, UNLV had a stretch where they just got destroyed by rebounding. Rebounding teams were just getting yes. every offensive rebound. That yes. St. Mary's game was unbelievably right. bad for them. They had kind of fixed that. Right, like they still had some issues, but it wasn't like awful. Like, oh my God, they're one of the worst in the country. That game against Nevada, the UNLV got 13 defensive rebounds. Nevada got 13 offensive, offensive rebounds. rebounds. They got half of their own missed shots in that game. So that propped up again in a big way. The The basket that put them ahead for good offensive was rebound. off an offensive right. rebound. The good news is Air Force does not get offensive rebounds. No. So it shouldn't be a problem tonight, <laughs> in theory. It shouldn't be a problem tonight. Um, Air Force actually didn't get very many offensive rebounds in the first matchup with UNLV, but that's because Air Force didn't miss very many shots. Well, they, they hit about 23s. <laughs> they didn't miss any of right. their shots, so there were no offensive rebounds to get. But that is um, 
one of the problems because UNLV had been performing pretty well. Like that was a problem they had fixed, or at least we thought they had fixed. They were getting uh, better at that side of it, and then Nevada kind of brought it back to light. And Nevada's not really a good rebounding team either. That's one of their weakest parts. Yeah, like Nevada's. We talked about this a little before the game. Nevada doesn't really have a lot of parts of their game where they're bad. But they don't really have a lot of parts of their where game they're where great. they're like, oh, wow, they're really good at that. They're just sort of solid across the board, except the rebounding numbers are a little little off. So for Nevada to do it, not really the greatest sign either. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. It's Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Bischoff's Briefs. Son, I didn't understand a word you just said. Bischoff's Briefs. Hey, thanks. That is not a compliment. Ah, I disagree. Bischoff's Briefs. Okay, well, that was just a list of complete nonsense, but you're not totally wrong. Bischoff's Briefs. Ryan asked on the text line, what's the keyword for today? Thank you for asking, Ryan, as it gives me a good reason to do it again. We're trying to give away $2,024. You've got a chance to enter to win every single day. We're on the air from 7 to 5. All you have to do is text the keyword to 702-364-1100. Today's keyword is Sinatra. So text Sinatra to 702-364-1100. You're entered to win $2,024. There's a new keyword every day. Every day you text and enter, you are entered to win. 702-364-1100 is the text line. The keyword is Sinatra. So text in Sinatra and you're entered to win. Good luck, Ryan. Uh, Bischoff's briefs today. I did not get to these stats early in the show, so I'm going to give them to you now. Um, I got two fun things for you on UNLV basketball. Well, one of them's not fun. I got to put into context how bad the loss was to Air Force earlier in the year. They got a chance to avenge it tonight. But Bart Torvik, which is a site that's very similar to Ken Palm, it does efficiency rankings for college basketball teams. Bart Torvik has a stat that's game score. So every game you play, you get a game score from 0 to 100. Mm -hmm. And it takes into account how good your opponent is. So right, if you have the same exact numbers against Houston as you do against Mississippi Valley State, your game score against Houston is going to be a lot higher because Houston is much, much better, better than Mississippi Valley State. UNLV's game score against Air Force, they got a 0. 0.5. Out of 100. Yes. 0. 0.5. Not 5. 0. 0.5. That is the fourth worst game in Mountain West play since 2008 for any 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 team in the Mountain West, not just UNLV, any team. It's the fourth worst since 2008, which is as far back as Bart Torvik goes. Someone got worse than 0.5? Yeah, there were a couple Nevada teams in there and a couple uh, San Jose State teams. There were some really bad San Jose State basketball teams. Like really no, bad San bad. Jose State yeah, teams. Um, it is the worst game score for any Mountain West team since the 2014-15 season. Uh, and just this season of the 20 worst game scores... UNLV has three of the 20 worst this year. The lost to Air Force, the lost to Southern, the lost to Richmond. Um, and of the top six Mountain West teams, Nevada has one in that bottom 20. None of the other teams in the top six have a bottom 20 game score. The rest are all San Jose State, Air Force, Wyoming, um, Fresno, Fresno, and UNLV. So the lost Air Force is about as bad as it gets for a Mountain West team and about as bad as it gets for UNLV. Um, but the other stat that I had for you, and this one is, this one's, I don't know if unbelievable given that we've seen the season play out, but this one is, uh, I think this one stings. 
So Bart Torvik's efficiency rankings, again, very similar to Ken Palm. If you just took every team in the country and their quad one games, UNLV would be the 14th best team in the country. Their efficiency rankings against quad one opponents is 14th best. They are a top 20 team when playing quad one opponents. They're four and four in those games, so their record isn't like, it's not like they're seven and one, but they've played extremely well. Against good people. Really the only quad one game that I can recall off the top of my head where they where I would say they played poorly was the San Diego State game. Well, they're down like 18 to three yeah. out of the shoot. like it got a ha- out of hand quickly. Yeah. And then UNLV, I mean, technically played well the final 30 minutes. But right. it, it was over. Right, it wasn't really close. Other than that, all of their other quad one wins, so we're talking the Creighton game was a quad one game. The um, Boise State game was a quad one game. Both New Mexico games are in there as quad one. I'm blanking on some of the other ones. I think the St. Mary's game counts as a quad one because it was neutral. They've even, even when they've lost some of those, they've played well in those games. If you just took everybody's performances in quad four games this year, UNOV's efficiency ranking is 197th in the country. 14th best in the country against quad one opponents. 197th best against quad four opponents. It's unbelievable. Should I tell you again? There's a lot of balance on this thing. <laughs> I keep telling you this. It's a lot of balance. They are clearly, the reason I think it stings, they are clearly good enough to play with NCAA caliber mm-hmm. teams. They are clear. I mean, Creighton's going to get what? A three, three seed, seed a three in the seed. NCAA tournament? Yeah. I, like, Creighton just crushed UConn. And UNLV handled Creighton. It wasn't even close. New Mexico is going to get a seven, seven eight, something like that. Right. And UNLV's taking care of them two different times. Right. Like, they're clearly good enough to do that, but they have had, what, five, even some of the wins, like the two Fresno State wins, they did not play well. Their game scores were very bad in those wins. They've had five or six games this year, even a couple wins where it's just like, what's going on here? Like, they're playing poorly. Like, if you're a good team, you should be beating Fresno State by 12 every time. Especially there. Right. Especially, excuse me, at home. At home. Yeah. And UNLV's kind of struggled in both of those games, right? They got out to a big lead against Fresno in the game here, but then Fresno came all the way back and stuff like that. Like, it's unbelievable that they have had such good performances and such terrible performances. Like, it's just bizarre that they've been this up and down over the course of the season. And I've made the mistake twice this year. I said there's no way they could beat Creighton. I said it couldn't happen, and then they blew them out. I also said there's no way to lose an Air Force, and then they got blown they out. Got blown out by I can't say that anymore. There is, they absolutely can no. lose the Air Force tonight. <laughs> and they absolutely can beat San Diego State. Right. They, sh- they should beat Air Force, and they should – honestly, they should beat them handily. Right. Like, they, this should be a double-digit win for UNOV. I know. What, what's, what are they favored by? Six? Six. Uh, yes. Okay. Like, I know six. they're only favored by six, but, like, in theory, they should beat Air Force by – 12 points right. or whatever, even on the road. But I, we could very easily be talking tomorrow about a five-point loss, and it wouldn't be that shocking at this point. I'd still be shocked, even though <laughs> all the numbers you gave out, I'd be shocked if they lost tonight. They're, I mean, listen, UNLV's best beats Air Force by 30. Right. But we've also seen UNLV's worst lose by, by 30. So I, I expect them to win tonight. I expect them to beat Air Force. So do I. Because Air Force is not any good. 
That's my expectation. But are they? Are they yes. going to be Air Force? Yes, they're going to be Air Force. Okay, we get good UNLV tonight. And yes. To be fair, well, they don't have to be. Well, good. no, we get winning. UNLV we get above tonight. average UNLV. Yeah, we tonight. get winning UNLV yeah. tonight. I don't know if we get the good UNLV has swept New Mexico. Right. The just win UNLV might be tonight. Yeah. The, the just win UNLV is who showed up against Fresno State and right. They won Twice. both of those games. If Twice. they do that, th- they should beat Air Force because yes. again, Air Force is they've got one win since December third. And it was there. It was UNLV. So by thirty-two. But all you got, all you got to do is just you know show up and not be terrible. And right, you win the game. You're going to beat Air Force tonight. But God, that that one when I was playing around on Bartorvik, that one was like holy hell. That, like I knew they had played well in a lot of these games. They're the 14th best team in the country in, in just quad, in one, quad games. one games. That's unbelievable that they would be that good in just quad one games, and yet they have basically no shot at the NCAA tournament as an at large. They have to win the Mountain West yeah. tournament. Because they're 197th against quad four teams this year, which is incredible. All right, that doesn't speak well for the game at Wyoming. <sighs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think that's Although, next week. But at Wyoming's not quad four. But it does speak well for that at home against Colorado State this Saturday. Yes, they should. They, in all honesty, if it the way UNLV's played this year, they lose to Air Force by five tonight. They beat Colorado State by sixteen. Right. Like that's how the season's gone. That would not be that surprising. Didn't they already play at Wyoming? No. I thought that was the trip they played at. Oh, no, no I'm thinking no. of Boise State. Yeah. They played Boise oh, okay. State and Colorado Quad State. Quad one game. They won that game. They were good in that game. They were. All right, one last time. 702-364-1100. That's the text line. The key word is Sinatra. Text that, Sinatra, to 702-364-1100. You're entered to win $2,024. Spell it out for the people. S-I-N-A-T-R-A. Sinatra. Coming up next. Sam and Ash. Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now, Ashley Hopkins from Sam and Ash. In a crash, call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or go to SamandAshLaw.com. Welcome back to the studio, How are you? Back Ash. to the studio. Nice I'm studio, back. huh? Yeah, I like it. I didn't bring Rocky because I know you guys have a well, tough history together. We do have a so, tough history, yeah. Rocky and I. Yeah, I think that lawsuit's resolved, though, so... <laughs> I think I won. <laughs> Did you? No. 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 No, Rocky's no. living on a lot of treats. Exactly. Based on the outcome of that. This is uh this actually would be a dangerous studio because for anybody who doesn't know, Ed accidentally hit Rocky in the head with a microphone. Yes. Um we we have a new studio set up, uh, and our mics fall a lot. Oh. For oh, yeah. some reason there's there's this tiny screw. I mean, we're yes. talking like an inch. It is tiny. That it screws in. And if it every time you move the mic, it starts to come loose a little uh-huh. bit, and these fall on a weekly basis. <laughs> the best part about the Rocky story was the next week we showed up with Rocky with <laughs> bandages around his head. Yeah, that was fun. Oh man, good time. Looking for some sympathy from others. Got none from none you. None from Ed. Ed. Exactly. <laughs> Not for me. I'll give him sympathy even when he doesn't get hit in the head. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Ash, you're a big F1 fan. Uh, yes. Okay, so I I need your help on this one because okay. I'm confused. Tick Sagerblom is one of the Clark County commissioners. Mm-hmm. And there's a story in the RJ recently about he's talking about, um, you know, we never signed a contract. <laughs> and F1 scheduled to be, they've already put out the schedule for this coming yeah. race this year. And he's like, we haven't approved anything. What's going on? Uh, first off, let me go backwards. <laughs> How did the race happen last year if Clark County didn't sign a contract? What like what am I confused about or what is he confused about? Well, they don't really need to sign a contract. They were signing off on all the permits to allow the race to happen. So the 
the tourism committee, they're who signed the contract with so F1. Th- the LVCVA is allowed to sign a contract and here's the race. Right. They don't need the Clark County commissioners but to also sign said they contract. They should when it's involving Clark County <laughs> roadways. Right. And it's not just bringing people into the convention center that really doesn't impact right. daily life right. and require public services like fire trucks, ambulances, all of those public workers. So this is kind of a cluster. And But there's also the thing, look, if you go out and hire a painter and they come over and they buy all the supplies and they start painting and then at the end you're like well we never never signed a contract you kind of can't really go back on it especially because i think there's been so many statements from the clark county commissioners not just tick serum but last year talking about the agreement for the three years yes it's what the race didn't happen as a surprise yes and so (laughs) what's what i see is really going on is they're frustrated it created a lot of pressure and frustration for their citizens, their constituents. And so they're trying to answer to that. And then F1 came out, announced the days the the race is happening, the times it's happening, and never really kind of did the kind of bedside manner of let's evaluate last year. How can we do this better? This is our proposal. This is what we want to do. And so this is just kind of politicians now going, well, we never signed a contract. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's getting leverage back, but I don't think it would ever work. But we got seats and nice suites. Yeah. Did you see that story? No. That of the Clark County commissioners, all but two of them accepted uh, sweet, sweet tickets seats. to the F1 races. I'm not surprised at yeah. all. Are you guys? So no. they got sweet no. tickets, right. and then they're saying, wait a minute, we never they're signed a contract. And also, it was too expensive for everyone, yeah. all the locals to go, but don't <laughs> exactly. worry about me. Exactly. I'm okay. I'm in my suite. <laughs> yeah. I think, look, it was the first year of an incredible show for our city, and it put us on the map again worldwide. I think a lot of people saw what we were capable of, saw the sphere, were like, oh yeah, let's go back to Vegas. And was it perfect? No. But you live and learn and you get better. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that Formula One will work with the LVCVA and, and the commissioner boards and get better. Neither was the cowboy season perfect, but you know. That's, we're on. used to that, Ed. We're used to that, I know. Yeah, I, know. I Danny, thought they were going to win the yourself, Super Bowl. Yourself, Danny, and me. How do you feel about next season? They're going to win the Super Bowl. That's what he said this year. I thought they were. See? I thought they you were. You should be optimistic. But you know what? Then they <laughs> then they do face. the Dallas Cowboy thing. They'll yeah, get exactly. over it eventually. That's not a real thing. I I read that there's a curse that Jerry Jones like said if I get one more Super Bowl then like I basically sold he'll, his soul he'll be for the out last of it. one. What he said that and, in the 90s? Yes. No, in the 90s. And basically, that's why it's, it's been cursed ever since. Yes, and I believe it. I'll, I'll, I'll hang on. I'll to find that. this oh, article. Buy the curse yeah, now? I'll, buy, I'll buy the curse now. I mean, I didn't know Jerry said that in the nineties. Yeah, I th- it was either to get the last Super Bowl or to get the new stadium funded and built. It, I just remember reading an article that Jerry Jones kind of like sold his soul to get something. Either was it the last Super Bowl or this new stadium built, and as a result, now there's this like elusive curse. And I bought I'll buy it. Buy into that. So wait, are, are the Cowboys cursed forever, or just until Jerry Jones is no longer here? I think it's Jerry Jones. Okay, and I, I kind of well, like he'll it. He'll be here forever. Like, I like it when the you know the Cowboys they need a quarterback, and he swings from the hips in the draft, and it's like we're getting a wide receiver. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. I was like, we're getting Ceedee Lamb. And exactly. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they're gonna no. win Super Bowl this year. There's no curse. I don't know. Yeah, they'll be fine. Next Super Bowl will be here. I want to talk about Ashley Scoggin. You've read this. Yes, uh, UNLV player, mm-hmm. formerly in Nebraska. 
uh, filed a lawsuit, uh, special interest in her in, how, in terms of Chuck Love, the coach, took a special interest in her how her relationship turned sexual and Scoggin feared retaliation if she refused to engage it. Mm-hmm. What's the school's responsibility in this when she comes to them and says, this is what this guy did to me? Yeah, the school's immediately responsible to investigate it, to do in, initiate an investigation and s- figure out what's going on, basically separate them, whether it's a suspension or and putting the girl on leave. But they need to go in and figure out, take statements from everyone and sort out what's going on. And if there is an inappropriate relationship, as we're reading, then they need to get remove the coach. And But it's these things are difficult because these coaches, they have contracts. And so right. you can't just, you know, on a lot of these contracts, just go out and terminate them on a whim. Some you can, some you can't. So they these schools have to do a delicate balance. But that's why when there's an allegation like this, their obligation is to the student athlete because a lot of times they're minors and there's a higher burden to protect a minor. And so you need to go in, investigate the allegations and make a determination one way or another and make sure that the child or young adult is safe. The general idea here of her lawsuit is that he was in a position of power Mm -hmm. and forced her into a sexual relationship and she was under the impression that she had to do it because she's on the team and that was going to get she was going to get you know treated poorly if she yes. wasn't in this that it's not hard to understand that or even assume that from like mm-hmm. okay obviously the coach is in a position of power how do you prove that though like how hard is it to prove that he forced her into this and it was under the guise of you got to do this or you're not going to get playing time or whatever else with the team yeah you're going to look at text messages you're going to look at whether or not she sent text messages Back and forth between them, text messages to friends like, oh my gosh, the coach has said this. You're going to also want to look to see the school's responsibility. Did she go to someone and the school failed? Did someone else before make a similar allegation against this coach and the school either investigated, had suspicions, didn't do anything? And that's where you're looking to see how much responsibility did the school. Could they predict this? Did they know that he was a risk to be around these young girls? Um, but proving this scenario, like you mentioned, Tyler, that's something that we're all becoming more and more aware of existing in day-to-day life. We hear about the stories of young children in churches and their priest, a pastor, whoever. You're hearing about the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts. You hear about these stories and with coaches. So it's something that I, I believe jurors are much more understanding of the concept than they would have 10, 15 years ago. So the evidence is less. You don't need the text message necessarily. The uh, On the, I guess, beyond the coach side of this, part of the details is that she eventually told the athletic director. Mm-hmm. Now, it was after they had gotten caught, so she didn't go to him like early in the process. But she told the athletic director, and one of her complaints is that the athletic director didn't do anything until she filed a Title IX complaint. Does the athletic director get in trouble if hey he was told of this situation but didn't really do anything but hey there was a title nine uh, complaint from her and then they opened an investigation yeah it's not great um but the athletic director might have urged her to go do the title nine complaint because it comes with certain procedures that it requires and that just it kind of keeps things in a formula it 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 puts it on a track to resolution so i'd be curious to see how that actually played out um but yeah when you're in a position of power we saw it with penn state and jerry sandusky and and how much joe paterno knew it all comes down to and the president um 
It's what they knew, what they did to either protect the coach, not protect the children or the young adults, and make sure that their program is safe. So the burden of proof on this is how difficult? Well, it's the standard burden of proof, beyond, uh, not beyond a reasonable doubt. That's criminal, but um, more certain than not that it happened. Okay, that it really happened. What, yeah. Okay. Did you get $11,000 sweet tickets to F1? Uh, do I have to answer that here? <laughs> Not for free. Um, I'm a huge fan, so I did F1 do that. F1 didn't give you the Clark County Commissioner seats for free? They should. This yeah. year, there I'm demanding two missing. It. it was Sam and Ash. I know. <laughs> you could have taken those two. Yeah, they're two, two turned it down. It been Sam and Ash could have had those. Come on, guys. Formula yeah. One, next time. I've always said my like 25-year-old goal is to have a decal on one of those cars because it's so expensive. Oh, that'd be nice. But yeah, I mean, they're just... I love it. It's fun. It's a unique sport. Uh what uh did you go all three nights i did wow yeah i even went the opening night it was it's rough i'm not (laughs) cut out for that those hours are brutal i mean by the end of it my friend and i were looking at each other like is this over yet because start the last race starts at 10 you're not leaving until basically two um and then to get great seats you know or even in those suite areas a lot of it was standing room on the rail and so you're out there all night. All right. I, don't Sam, I don't know if Sam could have made it. He's tweeting pictures from night's games with sleeping kids. Yeah, no, Sam's <laughs> Sam's a different breed. You know, he he needs to be tucked in at like nine thirty p.m. I'm the night owl. He does mornings. I do night okay. shift. That's how it works. Division of labor. She's Ash from Sam and Ash again in a crash. Call Sam and Ash seven zero two eight two zero one two three four or go to samandashlaw.com. Ash, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Ash. And Appreciate go Cowboys. It. There you go, kid. There you go. <laughs> Debatable. And Dodgers. Debatable. All right. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the show. The now back to the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. Danny has not gotten his coffee yet. Do you think you're getting your coffee today? No. For anybody that's unaware, uh, that doesn't listen to the full three hours, what's wrong with you? Uh, Danny drinks a whole coffee from Dunkin' Donuts every morning. He gets here, he puts it in the fridge, and then starts drinking it an hour later when the show starts. Somebody, Steph McKenzie on one of our sister stations, decided to clean out the fridge this morning and threw Danny's entire coffee away despite it being full in the fridge. Steph has said that she's going to get Danny a replacement. She's going to yeah. buy Danny a new coffee. All right. Um, but they're on. she's on the air till 9? I have no idea what uh, schedule the rock I, stations I are. I think they're an hour ahead of us an hour. They get off an hour before us. So I think she. you should have the coffee by now is what I'm trying to say. Eh. You think you're going to get it tomorrow? I don't know. I'll talk to her about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Is she going to get you Dunkin' or just kind of bring in an iced coffee for Oh, her? no. I, I put in the email, Dunkin' Donuts, large coffee. Do you know how funny it would be if she made one at home and brought it to Danny? Be I would, great. I, that would be even funnier. Mm. What if she gets you a hot coffee? Not going to be good. I probably wouldn't like that. Not going to be good. I don't. Oh. I The only time I drink hot coffee is either at a restaurant or like if I'm at somebody's house and they're making coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't either. So it's kind of gross. Wouldn't know. Caffeine supplies my my drive. I drink a lot of caffeine. It's just soda. Oh uh, yeah. See, I barely drink soda. Yeah. And if I do, it's usually zero. You know, because soda tastes good. Coffee does not. You get regular soda or diet? Regular. Why right. would I get diet soda? <laughs> just, just wonder. I don't understand people who drink diet soda. They want the flavor I might, without the I sugar. Might, I might end up fat shaming people here right now. But if you're drinking diet soda, what are you doing? Flavor without the sugar. If you don't, if it, ta- don't it like tastes sugar. terrible. That's why I get Coke yeah. Zero. That also doesn't taste good. It does. 
Diet Pepsi's not bad. No, it's bad. It's not bad. If you drink regular you, you, Pepsi. You drink, you drink mostly Coke, though. Uh, no, I drink I drink Dr. Pepper mostly. Oh, is that what you drink? Yeah. Is that what you bring in here in the morning? Yeah, every day it's Dr. Oh, I thought Pepper. it was Coke. No, it's Dr. Pepper. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Tyler brings in a 32-ounce Dr. Oh, yeah. Pepper it's every morning. It's great. <laughs> but like, if you if you drink Dr. Pepper or Pepsi or Coke, and then suddenly you're like, all right, I'm going to have a Diet Coke or a Diet Pepsi or Diet Dr. Pepper. Unless, it, unless that's all you've ever had. What, diet? Yeah. Yeah, then what are you doing? Why have you only ever had diet Pepsi? Yeah, but if Were you're- Were you seven and like, <laughs> oh, God, I got to watch my weight. But Let if me you're get also- the diet Dr. Pepper from, the, from McDonald's. If you're used to drinking soda that has 50 grams of sugar- the, Yes, then Diet Coke tastes terrible. So what are you doing with yourself? If you're drinking the diet version, it is not nearly as good taste-wise as the regular version. I enjoy the flavor of Coke Zero. I think you're lying, but I always think you're lying because you say some of the most insane things. Like is that what you have? You have snow. the zero? Yeah. Not the strict diet? No. You just go zero? Yeah, I go zero. So zero is no sugar? Correct. I don't know what's in it. Correct. Not good taste. It's it's basically the same thing as diet, but the sweetener they use is different, I think. So it tastes more like regular? Yes. It's, just, it's without the sugar? It's a closer. It's closer to the regular Coke than Diet Coke is. If my doctor told me today that I was going... Jared is coming in. Well, yeah, Jared's a distraction. He's putting a pair of headphones and bubble wrap in here, so that's fun. Oh, um, okay. If, you, if my doctor told me today, you're going to die <laughs> if you keep drinking Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper, but you can have diet Dr. Pepper. I would never drink diet Dr. Pepper. I would just drink water. Would you drink Dr. Pepper Zero? That doesn't sound real. It sounds that, like I don't, diet, th- diet. I don't think that exists. I have no idea if that's a real thing. I don't thing. think that exists. Like, I don't understand how diet You would soda switch to exists. water. You wouldn't allow yourself to die. Yeah, yeah. I just drink water. Yeah. Okay. But I could, yeah, that, that's fine. We all no, no, but water. I'm saying, I'm, saying I'm, I'm choosing water before I'm choosing a diet soda. Right. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar is a real thing. Because it, is it? it tastes yes. bad. It does not taste good. So everyone has a zero? Uh, that's what it looks like. Yeah, you like. got to because people are idiots and they're like, I'm, people want the, you yeah. don't want the sugar. You can, buy a 12 pack, you can buy a 12 pack of Walmart for eight bucks. <laughs> I don't understand why it exists. It's like some it, people want the flavor, but can't have but the I'm sugar. But I'm saying the flavor's not there. Huh? The flavor is not the same. They have 32 flavors. That some of them better be there. <laughs> <laughs> They have 32 flavors. You can't get rid of all of them. I don't want 24 of them. I want all 32 of them. What if you get 29? Like, to me, here's the thing. Soda's not good for you. I'm aware of that, but I drink it every day. Correct. All the time. But, like, to me, this is the same as, like, if you were to go get a cake. You're like, all right, hold on. Where's the diet version of the well, cake? Well, that's that's the... Uh, Just eat the cake or don't eat the cake. Well, that's, that's like ice cream that's and like frozen the, uh, yogurt. Yeah, and that nor that's also, like, if people go to... If people go to fast food and they order, you know, three burgers and fries, whatever, and then they say, "Well, I'll have the diet." Right, that's like, what I'm saying. Oh, but I loved it. I loved it when I worked at the theater. People would be like, <laughs> "Can I get a hot dog, a large popcorn, extra butter Milk with dogs. candy, and a small diet coke?" <laughs> yes. It's like, what are you doing? But here, doing? here's my question: You just brought up the uh, the frozen yogurt thing. Yes. Has anybody ever said, "I really want ice cream, but I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm going to go get frozen yogurt instead." I'm sure people have said that because they think frozen yogurt's not as 
not as many calories or better. That's for you. insane. Just don't right, eat either I, one. But you don't think people have said that? I don't know that you. I I look at you like you were a moron if you said that. To I'm me. sure there's. I'm sure there's people like now, people can say, oh, like I'm craving something sweet. I don't want to have ice cream. So now they have that. Frozen yogurt is good. Yes, I can understand if you just said I want frozen yogurt instead of regular ice cream. But if you told me that I'm trying to eat healthy, so I'm not going to have ice cream, I'm going to have frozen yogurt, I'd look at you like you were a moron. And say if you're trying to eat healthy, you don't have either one. Just like if you're trying to drink something healthier, you don't drink the diet version, you just drink water. Ugh. What, water's gross? I don't like the taste of water. Wait, don't you have a water bottle there? There's flavor in it. What kind of flavor? You put flavor like you put a lemon or something in there? No, I we get like these little we get like these little squeeze bottles. You put lemon in our water at the house? Just a lemon? No, we just squeeze lemon in. Yeah, it. you're my, just squeezing lemon. My fiance in the does water, that. Yeah. She'll slice up lemons and put them in her water, yeah. but I, I don't like that. But like I have we have what like are they, the Mio uh, things. We have like um yeah, kind of like Mio but store brand. Yeah. I also don't understand that. Just drink water, you heathens. I don't I don't like I don't like the taste of water because there is no taste. Yeah. I don't like it. It's phenomenal. So in this, I think today uh, it's lemonade flavor. Do you like ice? Oh yes, I have to have ice in all my drinks. No, 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 ice. The the water, the flavored water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are delicious. Yeah, bland of flavored water. Oh, those yeah. suck. <laughs> have you had them? Yes. Brandy drinks those. They're not. Does good. she? They're not good. Good for brandy. Oh, I like them. Get the coconut one. I don't get it. Listen, I am either drinking water or soda. Or soda. No if, milk? I drank a lot of milk growing up. I'll have milk if like I'm eating cookies. Right. But not on its own. No, I'm not like so I want a glass of milk today. I did growing up. We drank milk all the time. So milk's fine, but I don't actually get it. It's soda or water. If I'm trying to be healthy, it's water. If I'm like I want something to taste good, it's soda. And there's no one between. Everything else is useless.